sign a release before you go in. Um, my friend that was with me, she like, oh my gosh, she's crazy, like, but funny crazy. She was actually the one who like got a hold of Frank that got everything taken care of for me when I was doxxed and worked it out with me. So um, I always have a lot of love, but she's just real like, Um, we, we went up and talked to Melissa Feaster's husband. He was super nice. I was like, Hey, yo, who's your producer? <laughs> like, please. I need a producer. I was like, Melissa and Joe doxed me and I'm just, please help me. He was so nice. Want to listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime and Academia episode ad free? Head on over to our Patreon and join either the ITBR student or the ITBR professor level. Both levels of membership have a seven-day free trial. With the ITBR professor level, you also not only get access to all of our video episodes, like listening or watching Scream Part 2, you also get access to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and True Crime and Academia book clubs. The book clubs are going to each be a one-hour private Zoom. I'm hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Mary DePippi's hosting the True Crime and Academia ones. So if the ITBR professor level, you get access to all of our video and audio episodes, plus our book clubs. And make sure you download the Patreon app on your phone for such an accessible, easy-to-use way to consume our content. Okay, can't wait to see you all on Patreon. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and before you hear such an exciting episode, I want to remind you all that when I'm not here hosting the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, I am running my small business, the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, where I am consulting with clients. It includes academic writing consulting, social media, podcast, and expanding your media footprint. So. I have clients I'm working on graduate school writing with them. I can work on thesis writing, dissertation writing, essay advice, college admission essays, undergrad uh, college advice, graduate school advice. I also am working on a client's small business right now and expanding her social media footprint. I can work on how to create a podcast with you or how to expand your podcast audience. I also can just help you expand your media footprint in general. So if you're interested in my consulting, I first want to let you all know it is only $30 for the first hour that I work with you on consulting, and then I'll set up a package with you then. So you can email me at ivorytowerboilerroom at gmail.com, or you could go to our Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. And there's a consulting option under mem memberships. You can pay the $30 and then I will reach out to you right away and we'll set up a consultation. And then while you're on our Patreon, make sure you join the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and the True Crime and Academia Book Club. Every month, both myself and Mary are choosing books for our book club members to read. And we are actually polling our members on Patreon to see what books they want to read. And we're meeting with them the first week of each month. So if you want to join, um, 
the book club each month, just make sure that you join on Patreon. That way I know who's joined and I can reach out to all of you and let you know when we're meeting on Zoom. Okay, so lots of things to do here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and I can't wait to consult with you, join you for a book club discussion, and have you here listening to one of our podcast episodes. Okay, enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby. Welcome back to the Ivory Tower Boiler Room for a very special breaking news report of all things Real Housewives. I'm joined here, well, first with Mary DePippi from True Crime and Academia. I guess True Crime might come up with the Real Housewives. Well, <laughs> it will come up. Hi, Mary. It definitely will. Hello, everyone. And we are joined with the housewife historian herself, the extraordinary extravaganza that is our housewife scholar expert, Lindsay, the housewife historian. Hi, Lindsay. Hi, thank you guys so much for having you. I'm so excited. Mary is so sweet. I've been wanting to chat with her ever since I, you know, you started having her on. I love true crime and she's like a smart cookie. So, you know, we got to empower women. We love you too, doctor, but we got to, you know, a little woman power oh, too. Yes. Oh yeah, we got to bring the too. women Yes. Up. We got it. We For have sure. to, you know, that's why I always feel it's important to have, you know, different genders on your show, different perspectives, demographics, mm -hmm. the people around you and the company you keep is <laughs> empowering and enlightening. We've had a whole conversation about <laughs> the empowering energy you should have around mm -hmm. you in business. Mm -hmm. So on that note, I am a little thirsty, so I think I'm going to reach for my soiree. Uh, drink. It's a mocktail that you might not know, Lindsay, but there's a certain housewife whose business is soiree. Do you know who I'm talking about? I don't think I'm legally allowed to discuss her business. <laughs> uh oh. Well, I can say her name, Margaret <laughs> Josephs, who, you know, uh, Pigtail, she was going to be on a reality show before the housewives. Pigtails and something. It was. Was she? Like career women and pigtails. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, I did not I've, know that. I've listened Why did to they her give podcast. it that name? Well, I do want to shout out um, who even Margaret Josephs has messaged me. Um, I'm still waiting, Margaret, from the soiree you were going to send me. I have bought this with my own dime. Uh, more than a dime. Uh, oh, she better send you some. Mm -hmm. I do. First, I think because we're with you, Lindsay, and to establish the rules of this game we call podcasting, is I don't like to pick sides with housewives. I will show what we see on TV and what they put out for the public's consumption on the soap opera that is all things Real Housewives. Um, but when things start to get really real for us in the entertainment world and the podcasting world, it hits you. It it hurts when you, like you always say, Lindsay, we're doing a lot of free publicity for the housewives. A so lot. if you want to open up about what's going on right now, I'll give you the floor. Oh, thank you so much. Um, I don't want to, you know, talk too much just because I don't want to, you know, get any like anyone else in any legality um, issues. Um, I 
have not listed about Margaret or said anything negative about her on any of my accounts. And I had actually taken a little bit of a break from um, Instagram. And because I always tell you, I'm like, text me because I have anxiety. And when I open up my DMs and I have like, I just can't even deal. So I went to Teresa's event. I came home. I had a five day old inbox from Margaret, which was basically a, a, a generic cease and desist but it's clear that she thinks that I am Trey Fab 2022. And this has been an ongoing thing from way back prior to another situation with another Real Housewives in New Jersey housewife and um, some, you know, cease and desist things took place. And there was a Trey Fab 2022 account that was also um, like attacked in her DMs and such. So when I made peace, with what I had to do to get my information down, you know, she was still spearheaded her, you know, she was still rolling with what she had been passionate about the entire time, which was sort of exposing things that we other viewers didn't know. So, um, but she's pretty much untouchable. She lives in another country. I mean, I, I mean, you could, you could do an IP search to easily find it's not me. I have a three year old. I work full time. I barely can run my own accounts. But this is kind of sort of a thing I think Margaret might like do to bloggers and she kind of puts everyone, she will say you're somebody and then think you're somebody else and then maybe think you might be somebody else. And it kind of like, you know, I'm basically paying the price because Trey Fab, you know, posted what she wanted to, which God bless her. Like she's, you know, she posts what she wants and that's amazing. So, but yeah, so that's what happened. And we're kind of going back and forth. She did, you know, basically call me a criminal and tell me that she was gonna have a, a warrant served for me which I'm not sure where that happens but Bergen County I don't know maybe I, I, um but yeah so that was where I think I got a little bit frustrated because I'm all about reducing recidivism and reintegration it's like my second passion um, and I work with women in recovery. And when you say things like that, you're basically every time someone says they can't get a second chance or they're a felon and they can't get a job, believe them, because there's a lot of people that call Teresa a criminal every day. And it doesn't matter that she's a multimillionaire to them. She's a criminal. She shouldn't even be on the show. So, well, that's I'm so what's going glad on. <laughs> you said this because not only am I going to clip this out and share it on our social media, because I think it's so important that. You are such a public face. I mean, now you have a podcast, Lindsay, right? What's your podcast called? Housewives 411, Housewives 411. Like you aren't an unidentifiable podcaster or even the term blogger frustrates me. I'll be honest, because to me, a blogger was like the Y2K age of like yeah. anonymous mm -hmm. people behind the keyboard, like just pranking away with phony messages. Like bloggers to me, reduces i mean i've had respect for melissa gorga and i actually really like her podcast on display but when she even kind of critiqued bloggers like oh whatever those people do on their uh podcasts and it's like well i have a podcast melissa i like to analyze the real housewives are you talking to me because that's disrespectful in my opinion mm -hmm. um it, it just yeah. doesn't sit well with us right Lindsay? you don't want to feel like we're fueling the fire of your fandom. Like, do you want people not to come to BravoCon with their Instagram lives who yeah. film this for all of their 1,000, 10,000 viewers? Yeah. I, I mean, if you guys will remember, um, I think Margaret actually had to take an interview down because she 
called Bloggers Low Life. She was like the low life bloggers. And um, I think she was like referencing the real Andy BH because he had done an interview. Oh gosh, I'm so sorry about that alert. My low battery. Um, he had done she had done an interview with um Laura Lee Jensen, which is Margaret's, you know, and she's lovely. I didn't think that I would love her, but I loved her. When we met her in New York, I just loved her. I know, I know, but I loved her. <laughs> oh, I love Laura Lee Jensen. Yeah. I sat right next to her. I mean, Laura oh, Lee. She's- has been great. But that's the thing is like every chance I've had encounter with Margaret has been good. You know, I don't know Margaret face to face, but I do know Jackie Goldschneider face to face. And I have wonderful things to say about Jackie. So I went to Jackie's book signing in in Philadelphia. And I met Jackie's publicist, Anthony Lario. I want to make sure I pronounce he was so sweet. Um, He's also Jen Fessler's publicist. And I think a few others. Mm. Um, I think he might have represented Margaret. I don't know if he still does. Um, but I, I think Tom. Tom was like uh, Melissa and Margaret's PR, right? Tom from the video from the Gansevoir, like that. He was the shared publicist between the two of them. Oh wait, is he? So wait, I know there was a publicist who. Um, was at the center of the Melissa Gorga rumor with her in the car with um, Tom. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. yeah, that was Tom. Okay, so that's not Anthony. Okay, because I was like, I, is this the same guy who might have <laughs> spread a rumor? <laughs> no, so it's not you, Anthony. You're off the hook. Okay. Um, Just this no, one. But, but and yes, yes, Anthony, if you do something shady, I'll report about it. No, no. But he was so kind and Jackie... Right. Because then you went to Teresa's event, which was like right the week after. But Jackie just had um, so such a warm heart. Um, I even mentioned. So I'll spread the tea and gossip right now that Jackie herself said and she said it to the public. So this isn't anything too secret. But she did say that she's not in good terms with Margaret right now, but she thinks they'll move past it. Um, She did say that. um. In terms of what's happening with David Yontef and Kim D, I did ask her about it. She said that um, Kim was not a good influence on David. Um, that's what I heard. Um, David's Kim not D, a good influence on David. We can cut that out. But like, <laughs> David's not a good influence on David. <laughs> well. There's Mary's opinion. I'm, I like to try to remain as neutral as possible, even though it's been tough. Um, you can come for me at True Crime and Academia on Twitter and uh, TikTok. So go for it. Yeah, don't don't uh, attack Ivory Tower Boiler. Yeah, please. no. But um, no. So I think though, even I know Margaret has kind of come back in David's good graces. Um, again, this was all because of Laura Lee Jensen being on David's show. Um, and with Kim, I mean, I listen to Kim's podcast. Are you listening to it, Lindsay? Yeah, I'm actually going on. I think uh, it's somewhere on my calendar. I think it's like November 3rd. I'm going on. She asked me to come on um, for her Saturday morning. So super excited. I hope that, you know, I don't lose any kneecaps after I go on her show because I don't know what she's going to get out of me. I'm like, I just want to keep my kneecaps, Kim. Don't have me talking about none of these gangsters out here. Please. Oh, wait. And do you know what the status is right now of um 
uh, Bo Deedle. Remember Bo Deedle? Like, apparently David said Bo was going to do anything for him. But then Kim said, I've actually known Bo longer than David. And then even Rachel, you could tell, was apparently dating Bo Deedle. Things are crazy. And I just want to hear from Bo Deedle. Like, Bo, what is happening? Because everyone else is your spokesperson, apparently. Like, you don't even have to hire a publicist. It's amazing. I mean, Bo don't care. He was, like, talking about how much he loved the, um, what family was it? The Genevieve, Genevieve's family. In his interview with, um, David Yontev, he was talking about, you know, they're a very uh, influential family. One of the, you know, strongest, most powerful five crime families to come out of, you know, New York City. I'm sure Mary knows that. And he, Mm -hmm. um... Yeah, he was like pledging, you know, he's like, I love the Genovese and my people like, like, we love them too. Yes, we, yes, Bo, like, whatever you say, we yeah, love to me, I feel like that yeah. just explains how low on the totem pole <laughs> Bo Deedle is in the Genovese crime family. The fact that he is going out to being like, yes, I love them. They are wonderful. I'm just like, you are the lowest man on the totem pole. And I hope you didn't do anything wrong that you're trying to cover up for something here because, oh, my God. But, I mean, supposedly the main of them are in jail, but who knows for sure. Well, so, but, and everything else that happened, Jackie, um, The Weight of Beautiful is such an empowering book. I opened up to Jackie about my own eating disorder in high school, which I had been bullied so much in middle school that, I then went through a growth spurt is as a freshman. And like, once I started to lose weight, everyone's responses instantaneously changed like their reaction to me. Like I felt seen once I lost weight and I'm like, Oh no, I have to keep doing, like I have to get skinnier and skinnier to be in my peers good favor. So like I would only eat rice cakes as a freshman, like during the day and restricted my calories and almost passed out at times. So thank you. But eventually my parents took me to a doctor. I was on, um, insure, right. I think that's the shake, um, or Pediasure. And it meant so much to talk to Jackie about that because Jackie, for her to like open herself up about, just like you talked about Teresa being open about going to prison and being a Mm -hmm. spokesperson, For women who are rehabilitating and reintegrating. Jackie, to me, is such a spokesperson for eating disorders and body positivity. And that's Mm -hmm. not easy to put yourself in the eye. But Jackie also lets a lot Mm -hmm. off her back. I mean, in terms of the drama, I could tell Jackie, she knew the game. Like, she wasn't making any pretenses about what happens during filming. Mm. And fueling fueling the entertainment aspect. Not that they're not real fights, but they have a job to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That makes yeah. sense. I I saw her at Teresa's event. She looked gorgeous. She did not stay for the whole event. She left, um, I think, around the same time that Jen Fessler left. So what was so great about Teresa's event was that they actually had an intermission, which you don't usually get that at an, at an event because it gives you an opportunity to mingle with the housewives mm-hmm. that are there. And um, Danielle Cabral was very late. I don't think they had a chair for her right away. Um, and she did not seem happy and she did not stay very long and she did not take photos. 
with very many people because I. But wait, so the difference is when I went to Jackie's book signing. Um, oh, and also I might have a chance to interview Jackie about her book. So I'm putting that out there because Anthony's supposed to. Anthony's going to connect me. I think after they're done filming, which yes. are they done filming, Lindsay? No, I don't think. No. So. I heard no. end of October. No, they got another trip coming. I think they got to do their cash mm. trip. Um, and then I don't know, but I think before the holidays, they'll be wrapped. In my opinion, I think. Okay. Cause Teresa mm -hmm. on Namaste Bitches recently with Melissa Feaster mm -hmm. said they're going to be done after Halloween. I didn't want to say that. <laughs> That's why I, I was like, before the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like I'm assuming they're going to do a Halloween party as the finale. That's what I'm assuming too. I'm assuming Which is too. amazing because Jersey only ended at like um, Labor Day. And I was always wanting more. I'm like, can we do Halloween? Can we see other things in New Jersey except the shore, which I love, but like we mm -hmm. need something else. Yeah, for sure. For and they sure. actually went to South Jersey to Hamilton. That's where, that's close to where Mary and I grew up, maybe yeah. 30 minutes east of us. No yeah. way, because I had to take my friend home like 20, 30 minutes east of that. Is that like 646 area, that that highway 646? I don't know. Well, oh, yes. Mary and I grew up by Philly, so we were west of Hamilton. Okay. um, I loved it there. We stayed actually on the boardwalk. We stayed at the Hard Rock in Atlantic City. Ooh. I love yeah. the Hard Rock. You're speaking oh. our language. Yes. 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 My friend, she like, I love her. She, she got us, she had a suite. So we had like a king size bedroom. We had breakfast. Mm -hmm. I'm like, I've never literally like had room service breakfast where they would bring it up with like trays and shit. I'm like, y'all too fancy for me. Like I'm like, yeah. So we had a really nice time and it was beautiful. Everything was sort of closed up, but I've never been to the Jersey Shore. I've, I'm always South, like top sale and the Outer Banks. Um, so it was a really beautiful, I wish yeah. that Atlantic city been... has a lot to yeah. offer you. Yeah. yeah. Except cigarettes are real expensive. You will get real healthy because it is like 1975. You will <laughs> quit smoking just living in Jersey because of the prices alone. Yeah, I mean, Mary's vaping right now. As a, so reformed, I think... as a reformed cigarette smoker in the New Jersey, Philadelphia area, I can attest yeah. to say that. Yes. Yeah. And I'm drinking a mocktail, so I'm also <laughs> in my own, you know, uh, health kick. But I will say, an honest review of Soiree, delicious. And yeah. I have not been paid to say that. So, yeah. you know, Margaret, you can't say that I'm not there for you. Okay. Um, but I'm so glad you loved the Hard Rock. Uh, first of all, you must have, anyone who goes to the Hard Rock, seeing all the costumes that are originals yeah. from Cher, T uh, Tina Turner, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, the Rolling Stones. It's yes. it's such a great, that casino, the Ocean Casino. Resorts mm -hmm. mm -hmm. has a great food court. Now mm. I'm a huge Atlantic City. Mary knows if you know, if you want to do anything in Atlantic City, you ask me. Cause like okay. I've been going since I was in elementary school. So like, oh, I know where the spas are. Yeah, Mary knows. She visited me. We had a great time. The Wyndham is a great place to stay at. I'm sure. So next yeah. time, Lindsay, we need to all hang out on the Jersey Shore. There well, you go. Well, we need to do an event together for influencers, and we, like, Let's need to set something it. up. I, you know, think that would be a really great idea. And, like, if, if a hotel wants to give us a freaking discount, Jesus, God, can we get a discount at least, please? 
Yeah. Oh my gosh, we could like do our own version of BravoCon yeah. as the Bravo like podcast community mm -hmm. in Atlantic yeah. City. Yes, yes. Let's do it. We're gonna manifest it. Okay, but so the event, we have to ask you the tea though. I mean, you gave us light tea. So was that all in the housewives? Cameras were up. They weren't up at Jackie's event. There were no cameras. But at your event, there was. There were cameras. It's going to be on the show when it airs. There was you sign a release before you go in. Um, My friend that was with me, she like, oh my gosh, she's crazy, like, but funny crazy. She was actually the one who like got a hold of Frank that got everything taken care of for me when I was doxxed and worked it out with me. So um, I always have a lot of love, but she's just real. Like, um, we, we went up and talked to Melissa Feaster's husband. He was super nice. I was like, Hey, yo, who's your producer? <laughs> like, please. I need a producer. I was like, Melissa and Joe doxed me and I'm just, please help me. He was so nice. And, um, James Leonard was, I mean, literally when I tell you they were the nicest, most humble, kind people, like the difference between them and like the Gorgas is sometimes I feel like the Gorgas got to be like the loudest people in the room. Like Joe's got to be joking and ha ha and, you know, titties and ass and whatever. And like Teresa and Louie are very like soft-spoken, but they were literally the last people to leave. They made sure that like everyone met them she came back over to me and thanked me and took a selfie with me she was so sweet so yeah well nice and... people I am here with the co-owner of one of my favorite stores here in Port Jefferson Village, New York. It is called The Soapbox. So Janine said, Andrew, I have these four products you need to get your hands on. It's called Four for Fall. So she's going to go over these four products. I know first you have a soap for me. What is the soap? Too. I have a soap for you. It is called Apple Fighter Shea Butter Soap. It's by a company called Greenwich Bay. And this is a great soap because you can use it for your hands or your body. And it has a delicious apple cider scent. And I think you're actually already familiar with it. Yes, it is Try in it. my shower. I still have it. It lasts a very long time. Yeah, great lather. The lather is wonderful. Mm -hmm. It's just so luxurious. And I love the scent into November. Yes. You know, this apple cider just it evokes so many cozy feelings oh. after the soap we have something that you can add on to yes. in the shower so what is this this is a wonderful wonderful um exfoliating shower scrub it is by a company called primal almonds and it's a sugar whip shower scrub and the scent is pumpkin spice it's a moisturizing sugar scrub so it's tiny little sugar granules and it's something that you would use after you shower twice a week because you don't want to strip your skin of your natural um, oils and your your moisture, but it's wonderful. It just really exfoliates all that dead skin and leaves your skin very smooth and soft from all the, um, the sugar. So after I use the exfoliant right now, we need to moisturize. So yeah. I know you have a really nice fall body lotion for us. Absolutely. Um, this is just such a delicious scent. This is one of my favorites for fall. It is, the scent is Orchard Breeze. And it's by a company called Michelle Design Works. Um, this is another product that you can use hand or body, hand and body. Um, it's great. You can place it um, on your vanity, just a couple of pumps for your hands or use it on your entire body, but it's shea butter based. So it's extremely moisturizing. 
Um, it's it's just wonderful, and the scent is just lovely. We need something more deep for our face. Everyone yeah. wants face masks, and I know that you absolutely love this company and this product. This is one of my favorite masks by one of my favorite companies that we carry and we support. The company is called Farmhouse Fresh, and they're right out of Texas. The mask is called Splendid Dirt, and it's a nutrient-rich mud mask. Um, it consists of pumpkin puree, and the benefits of this mask, uh, it's a pore minimizer, a radiance booster, and a skin degunker. So it's an all-around great mask. If you really want a boost of radiance, it brightens your skin, and it really cleanses your pores. If they live on Long Island or near Long Island, you know, what is your address uh, for them to come into the store? We're located at 18 Chandler Square in Port Jefferson, New York, right in the village. Um, and if you can't make it, you have to come in because we just have so much fun stuff in here. So many wonderful products. Um, but if you can't make it in, please give us a call. We're more than happy to um, ship any of these wonderful, all any of these wonderful products to you. Um, uh, call us at 631-509-1424. You could always um, reach us on Instagram at the Soapbox NY, or you could always um, check us out on our website, Soapbox NY. Um, and yeah, there's so many ways to access your so products. Many ways to reach us. And Janine is more than happy, and Mariana, the other co owner. My mom, actually. Yes. yes my mother. Are so willing to take your orders yes. via phone, via Instagram. And I can't wait for everyone else to enjoy these luxurious products. Imagine that you're riding the Turner classic movie, Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios. It's in the 1990s. As you're journeying through the Great Movie Ride, you pass the Wizard of Oz, where all of a sudden you see the Wicked Witch of the West ascend into Munchkinland in a cloud of smoke and flames. Well, that's the memory I have with the Great Movie Ride in classic cinema when I was at Disney in the 1990s as a young boy. And ever since that, I was hooked on classic cinema. Well, my friend Christian Garcia, friend of the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, has a podcast that you all are going to love. It's called That Old Gay Classic Cinema. And he looks at queer themes in classic cinema, like Vertigo, The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, Mary Poppins, 101 Dalmatians, Hello Dolly. The list can go on and on and on. So follow him on Instagram at That Old Gay Classic Cinema. You can listen to his podcast on Apple and Spotify. And he also is on the premiere episode of our Queer as Folk podcast, where I'm re-watching every episode of Queer as Folk from 2000. And the episodes come out bi-weekly. So make sure you listen to his episode with me. And he's launching a rewatch show of Smash, where they're putting on a Marilyn Monroe musical. So he's going to be joined by co-hosts, a lot who are in the Broadway and theater industry, and I'm going to be on his first episode. So without further ado, get listening to That Old Gay Classic Cinema. Enjoy. Are you afraid of the dark? <laughs> Sorry, I had to, everyone. It's Dr. Andrew Rimby. Happy spooky season and gothic and horror. Just all the vibes. I am so excited to talk about Broadview Press, who you might know helps sponsor our podcast. 
They're an independent publisher in the humanities since 1985. Did you know they have so many horror novels that you need to get your hands on? They have Frankenstein, of course, by Mary Shelley. They have Dracula by Bram Stoker, one of my favorites. They have The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, Edgar Allan Poe's Poetry and Tales. Oh, they just have so many gothic novels that you all need to soak your teeth into, bob your teeth into. <laughs> Some kind of Halloween metaphor is appropriate there. They also have academic books like Dr. Jeffrey Andrew Weinstock's The Mad Scientist's Guide to Composition. So if you're a writing professor out there, you need to get your hands on that. And they also have a gift package called Mystery Horror Sensation, which if you don't know what to choose, just choose the Mystery Horror Sensation gift package. Just a reminder, you get 20% off on broadviewpress.com, link in our show notes. Just use the code Ivory Tower, all lowercase. Ivory Tower, 20% off all your books on broadviewpress.com, all of them. I can't wait for you all to hear our next Broadview Press guest. It's coming in November. And definitely when you buy one of their horror or gothic novels or books, just make sure you tag us on Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and tag them too at Broadview Press. I know they'll love to share it. Okay, everyone, be careful if you're reading in the dark. I don't want you to get too scared. Turn a light on. Bye, everyone. Um, James Leonard actually grew up. Uh, James Leonard is Teresa Judice's attorney, everyone out there. He was actually at Jackie's event. I didn't know who he was, but my friend Amani, shout out Amani, who came with me. Um, I actually found out James Leonard, his family, like the children grew up and went to the same high school I did in Washington Township in South Jersey. So oh. apparently, I, I, as Mary knows, I grew up in a very Italian-American, um, like, you know, a lot of like people own their own contracting businesses. I mean, it's kind of like, I guess, the Franklin Lakes of North Jersey in South Jersey is Washington Township. But okay, so... There's like women. We can't like, all be Bergen County, baby. Like Bergen. Yeah, no. Uh, and it's it's not always in Bergen County where the heart of New Jersey is. But I thought that the women. I had heard a rumor that it was in Hamilton because the women were going to be doing a week in Atlantic City. Is that not true? I don't think so because the following night Jennifer and Teresa were out somewhere I want to say like in Michigan maybe because they were going to see Gabriella for Gabriella's birthday so I initially had thought that they were going to do some sort of trip as well because as you know how far of a drive from Franklin Lakes it is Atlantic City like two and a half hours oh uh, yeah I would say two and a half hours yeah, I mean, they rented a big bus. I think the girls all took a bus um, because uh, Melania was there and Gia was there. And, like, I couldn't find my car. I couldn't find my jacket. And I I literally was so upset because I had this green, like, sleeveless top. And I needed my black blazer with the pinstripes to match to wear. And I could not find it. And my bra is hanging out in every fucking picture. James Leonard bra. All my bras hanging out. Melissa Feaster's husband 
all bras, little shirt, just a lot of bras. Like, hey, I'm sure they didn't mind, not to like be sexist or something. But <laughs> I mean, I'm like, I'm just going to put an arrow and be like, nobody needs to comment because I'm restricted from commenting for like the next two days on Instagram well, for whatever reason. If Joe Gorga was there, Tarzan might have been pointing at you swinging, if you know what I mean. He hates me. <laughs> I see. I still think, I have a thing for Joe Gorga. Like I think it's this kinky bad boy. Like okay. you know, uh, allegedly, you know, he uh, rips off the tenants, and that kind of turns me on. I'm like, oh. I mean, I, love I want that you to like you. Like I love that he is like a construction worker who like can fulfill that sort of fantasy for you. Yeah? Like, yeah. Yeah, I well, feel like he's like your typical Italian. Like I, I dated like a guy like him, and he, he's like your serious, like your typical oldest son, but he's the only son in that family, like man, that you know drinks lots of beer or homemade wine, and yeah, yeah. So anything else to report from the live event, like um, any kind of gossip that came out of it, or things that you think are gonna really stick from actually airing i think that her she does like a diary read and it's so um beautiful and they had like the camera behind her and i'm pretty sure i'm gonna be on camera me and my bra we're gonna be on camera because <laughs> i was like wiping tears so dramatically like oh this is so beautiful yes like, i will be looking out and for I'm, like, it looking at my friend like look the camera's on us this is really beautiful like which it was really beautiful but like yeah so i'm like Hi. Um, but there really wasn't like there wasn't like bad drama because there wasn't anyone bad there. Like it was a lot of love, you know what I'm saying? Like Gia and Melania and um Caroline was there and her trainer who's a little bit, you know, she's has a lot of energy. Um I feel wait, like wait, Caroline Manzo? No, Caroline Teresa's best friend, Caroline. If you don't know about her, oh, you better I don't know who that is. Oh, yeah. You got to find out about Caroline. Caroline knows where all the bones are buried. She was calling Joe Gorga out for a little extracurricular activity on a Dominican Republican vacation he took with Melissa like a long time ago. And she did it on Instagram. Oh. Did she Melissa not- report anything about this live podcast? Because I wasn't keeping an eye on. No, me. she did her event the day before, I think. Literally the day before Teresa and Melissa's event. Oh, so that's going to be the drama on the show is who went to whose event. I'm I'm going to assume, I mean, because Teresa and Melissa had their event, Melissa Feaster, nice Melissa, had their event scheduled, which her and I are only, an, we only live like an hour apart from her hometown. Can you believe that? Oh, how, how does that happen? Like, and she's from like a small town in Ohio, but I'm always cheering her on, like, because she made it you know um but I think that will be part of the drama um I don't know if do we know for sure if Melissa's event was filmed did anyone confirm because I didn't see any photos circulating from the event I didn't see any nothing um really much from that it was a fashion show it was a fashion show that also seems like a nightclub with a violin performer on the catwalk not to say anything, I've never seen a violin performer at a fashion show on a catwalk. Um, wow, that's interesting. You know, oh, no, no, it's on her. It was on social media. Oh, and then Kim D's fashion show is coming up. I know. I want to go. Are you going? No, I can't. I know. Mary, are I know. you going? 
<laughs> next time. Next time. We all should go to Kim D's fashion show next year. There you go. Yeah. Next nice year. So I wondered, was Kim D, I still have the speculation that they're going to film Kim D's fashion show because Teresa might come and make peace with Kim, mm -hmm. which is why I was like, is that why Melissa was pushing for a fashion show of her own? I think so, because I think she was trying to, um, like, sort of debunk Kim's, like, oh, we can't have two fashion shows on the show, and I already had, you know, she's already in with producers, she puts hers on the schedule, you know, before Kim might even have a chance to pitch it, but I don't know, I think that Kim D is gonna make it on the show, I think that Teresa is gonna go there, and I hope for that, because I think that Kim D can do some of the dirty work that Teresa and Jennifer can't. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what are your predictions as we move on to the next, you know, are we're going to give our honest opinions about Real Housewives of Orange County wrapping, where we're standing right now with, you know, when this comes out, Roni will have just gone into its reunion. Um, and then what we're thinking of Salt Lake City, which Lindsay's going to come back on again after BravoCon. We're going to have a special BravoCon uh, episode and then we can give more Salt Lake City and then Beverly yeah. Hills will have premiered so we can yeah. talk about the queer baiting of Kyle and Morgan I'm just throwing that in because I coined if it is queer baiting and not just a full-blown relationship <laughs> they've just been hiding because they're waiting for the right moment you well, know meaning the show premiering exactly the right moment. Oh, exactly I heard some really crazy stuff about this. Listen, this is this makes a lot of sense to me. There was a photo of Mauricio going around where he was having dinner with his mom and his dad and a pretty young thing. Yes. I saw a tweet that said that Mauricio wants out because he wants out. And so he's letting her kind of let it you know, look like she's all good until they sort everything out financially. Oh. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that and then, makes sense they... to me. I mean, I think that sounds really logical because we've known a lot about Mauricio cheating for a long time. I mean, he was in a book. Yeah. Well, and then there are rumors allegedly that Mauricio. Well, actually, let's use this because it kind of connects to what's happening in Salt Lake City. I want to shout out. Do you know who? He's been wonderful. We follow each other on TikTok. It's like the real house Guzbin. Gus is his name, but it's like the real house Guzbin. And he does all these takes on like the gay, so. gay critiques of storylines on the yeah. real housewives. Oh, so he weighed in on Angie's husband being put through the ringer by Meredith and Monica on Salt Lake City. And I allegedly, I think we all know there's been rumors about Mauricio being interested in, you know, men. Um, yeah, but I will say, I don't enjoy the whole, oh, your husband might be gay. Like they did it to Tamara's husband, um, Eddie. Um, I think they've done it to, who was the one? Oh, and Miami. Adriana, who I really like Adriana, but I remember when the model, yes! the yes! Polish model, mm -hmm. her husband yes! was yes! attacked for being maybe gay. Um, 
it's like something that always continues to circulate. But I, I love how like Angie's gay is such a horrible thing. Like, oh yes, yeah. we're gonna attack you with this thing. Yeah, as if but it's so horrible. Well, and that's why I really like. I should specify when I say that they're queer baiting us. I have. I think it's amazing and beautiful if Kyle and Morgan are together. Mm-hmm. What I don't enjoy is that Kyle is purposely teasing us by doing these music videos where she's almost kissing Morgan than not. But also remember how Kyle reacted to Brandy being with Denise Richards, allegedly. Um, And do you remember how so many of those women on Beverly Hills were like, Brandy or even uh, Teddy was like, you did what with Denise? Um, Yeah, she was like, wait, you guys kissed or you didn't? Like, like... (laughs) Oh, I literally, I was so turned off by Teddy. I was like, like, just done. But I really think that Kyle suffers from alcoholism. I think that Morgan is probably her sponsor, even though they won't want to call it a sponsor. I'm sure, you know, like California Sober, they probably got a a code word for AA sponsors because they don't want to call it AA. And I think that you know, when you're getting sober, you're going through a lot of changes and you have to change your environment. And Mauricio, like taking part and drinking martinis every night, like a sober person's not going to be able to come home to somebody who's drinking martinis and smoking. And their whole social life was going out with other couples and getting drunk and having a good time. Like we, that's what we've seen Kyle Mauricio do the whole time they've been on the show. So she's kind of taken on a different identity because you lose a lot of, you know, you're not that's no fun to go out with 10 people and you'd be the only sober one like that's not fun so I don't know I think that there's a lot going on there yeah yeah so for Jersey just who do you think Lindsay is going to stir the pot the most um I don't know I'm gonna say probably I don't know I feel like I, I feel like Danielle might be going back and forth and she might be stirring up some trouble that way because Teresa and Jennifer took her under their wing and told her to take notes because basically we just elevated you in a circle of OG housewives between Teresa and Jennifer and like we can show you the ropes like no other instead of having to make your way up the totem pole and I think she blew it. I think she... They lined her up with a storyline. They, but you know, and I just, I feel like I think she's blowing it by switching teams. I have good feelings for Rachel Fuda. I think, no. <laughs> what about like, her oh, I don't know. I have, I, this, I have this crazy southern accent that comes out sometimes when I'm like crazy. I'm just talking. But I'm like, wait, no, what about her? You know, he changed his last night. You know that he changed his last night. No, I know. I know. I know. Well, I have hope that actually, you know who I think the breakout star is going to be? And I'm not just saying it because I'm in good favor with her. I think Jackie is going to give everyone a run for their money this season. From what I'm hearing. She should. She should. I've said the word. iconic moment. A little bit. Of, she needs a stylist. I'm not trying to be mean. You got to spend. You're going to be on national television. You got to be able to spend a little bit of money sometimes. And she needs to invest 
in a stylist to style her for events. And I think that would help a lot too, because if she's not comfortable because of, you know, she's dealing with like a new body and, and everything and being on camera, that's a lot of pressure. And sometimes you don't know how to dress for your new body. Like that's, you know, like, just like when you lose weight, like I would be in clothes that were too big because I didn't know how to dress for my body. So I, I think she, it would almost boost her confidence to have a stylist that's like here this is what you're gonna wear this is accenting this you know this is why we're putting your hair up whatever like at least learn the tricks of the trade and then you can go do yourself but like you need a little help girlfriend if you want to be elevated you got to be able to pay a little money Mm -hmm. so Lindsay gives her honest thoughts i have my views here i think you're Find the way you are, Jackie. I love but... No, no, I don't mean like looks. I mean just like the ways of the industry, like the tricks mm-hmm. of the trade. Like there's a lot of tricks you don't like. They tape their boobs and they tape this and they, you know, use um eyeshadow to like fill in like their lot hairlines and just like tricks of the trade that women you don't know. Like you could be really missing out, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I've heard Margaret um uh is going to have a really tough season. So yeah, I mean, my, my exciting fantasy is that Melissa Gorga steps it up and goes against Margaret. But I always feel like Melissa, Melissa could be the villain that we all need. Like she could own being a villain and make it fun. I just think she cares too much about social media approval. And yeah. 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 She cares more about her own image mm-hmm. than she does Joe's. <laughs> like mm-hmm. you could talk, like you could talk shit about Joe all day long, all day long online, and she'd be like, "Yeah, he's a piece of shit." <laughs> but if you say something bad about her, oh, the whole family coming for you, all of them, brothers, sisters, cousins, assistants, hairdressers, nail techs, eyelash techs. Yeah. Again, we're willing to have. I'm willing to have any of you in the Housewives universe on the Ivory Tower boiler room. This is a call to action. Charm me. Because if you get in my good graces, if you're sweet to me, I will continue to talk up even soiree. (laughs) Soiree. Wherever you find, um, well, not wherever you find mocktails, but there's a website. Okay. So. So funny. So quick. I'm quick, Lindsay. Okay. So I'm telling you, I'm auditioning for a gay reality show. Um. Mary knows. He's I already break. ready. He has I'm his ready. opening line. Oh, yeah. The I, already, I, I know. Of... I told Lindsay I was on her YouTube channel and she's like, don't let any other PhD person steal your line. And I'm like, I know you're right. Wendy no, is no. coming for me. Agreed. That is his and his alone. It only belongs is, yeah. to him. But trust Absolutely. me, there's no, there's not a lot of PhD real housewives we have to worry about. You know, but Jackie just does. I mean, have they a say date. Bryn's really smart, so maybe she'll come for you. But Bryn, okay, let's get into thank you. Transition to Roni. Thanks, Mary. Um, Bryn actually was on Lala's podcast, yes, and I love it. Was one of the yes. best nuanced interviews I've heard that Lala has ever done. I'm not always a fan of Lala's podcast because I find like Lala likes to make herself seem very. Um, have a tough exterior. Like I said that to Mary, I like Lala, but it's always, I pulled myself up by the bootstraps and I'm like, I get it, Lala. Like I want some more depth, but Bryn mm-hmm. gave her depth. Bryn 
I think Bryn made Lala look more intellectual. I love that. I love that. I didn't get a chance to see it, but I love Bryn. I've been rocking with Bryn since day one. Some people didn't want to like her at first. I was like, nope, I love her. She's great. I think she's great for the show. She has a great personality. Um, she show, she's not like I appreciate that she shared about her past because yeah. that is not a hard thing to do. And I appreciate that she shared about her struggle as being like a biracial child being predominantly raised by white people you know like how important it was for her to go to the salon on Saturdays and to like be around you know her her other family and um I love that I love her honesty and she has still very much an innocence to her I I, not like in a bad way but she's very sweet I love her and I think what's wrong, what I don't get with the drama around Bryn, first, thank you, Bryn, for, I actually, she liked when I shared the clip of her at the uh, Bomb and Rare Books, which I love. I mean, I have a PhD in English. I love rare books. I love that it was actually shown, the liter, literary world was shown in New York City. It's such a huge part of Manhattan is literature, the libraries. I mean, look at the New York Public Library. They could do a yes. cool event there. But um that that's part of her fabric of who she is, but she's also like me, someone who is owns their sexiness and steaminess and being raunchy and not having being unapologetic about it. Why can't you be sexually free, but also be intellectual? Like these aren't mutually exclusive ideas. And Mm -hmm. I don't like that. Aaron made a huge deal out of, you know, Bryn joking with Aaron's husband. Like, it obviously was not a threat to her husband. Hi, did I mention that it's spooky season? This is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and guess what? I have so many Halloween and fall designs and crafts in my apartment. And guess what? There is a person who's made me so many Halloween horror fall themed items and her name is Mandy Bengal. She owns Mandy Made It, a craft crochet company. So Mandy talked to me and said, Andrew, I want everyone out there to know that if they mention ITBR and that they heard my ad, that I will give them a free ITBR t-shirt. So make sure you mention ITBR. An order from Mandy, crocheted pumpkins that she actually is using cinnamon sticks as the stem, which is a brilliant idea. How cozy. And also filling the pumpkins with potpourri. I already want to wrap myself in a blanket. She has Halloween keychains, other Halloween crochet designs. So how can you reach out to her? Go to her Facebook or Instagram, at Mandy Made It. Reach out to her. She will ship items out to you. If you live in the South New Jersey, Philly area, she'll arrange to have you either pick it up or deliver it to you. So Mandy just makes such beautiful crocheted items. And I'm so happy that she supports the podcast. I've known Mandy since I was a child. We were in theater camp together. That's how I met Mary. So the three of us have known each other a long time. Okay, head over to Mandy Made It for your handmade crocheted items for this Halloween and fall. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? 
or have you been moved by an LGBT book, film, painting, television show, or other form of media? Then the Gay and Lesbian Review wants to hear from you. The GNLR believes in bringing awareness to queer art and artists through reviews, commentary, and thought pieces in which the author relates their personal lives to a particular piece of art, a novel, a movie, in addition to the print magazine, the GNLR also publishes articles on its blog. So you can see all of this on glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Remember, you get 50% off your subscription of the GL Review magazine when you use the promo code ITBR50. That's 50% off your print or digital subscription when you use promo code ITBR50. To learn more about submitting an article for the GNLR, visit their writer's guidelines. The link is located at the bottom of their homepage. And if you have any questions, email Stephen Hemrick. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot H-E-M-R-I-C-K at glreview.org. The GNLR and its readers can't wait to see what you have to say. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I'm so excited to shout out the Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, the Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture, and the GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue centers on the theme, Cracking the Closet. So, starting the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator J.C. Leyendecker, whose work for Ivory Soap and Arrow Collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well-dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So to subscribe, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe. So on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone. Not at all, please. Erin and Cy, I've changed my opinion about them. Yeah, I feel like Erin is like, I don't know. I don't like what she wore to the reunion. I really liked her at first. I wanted to love her. And I do think that she is a great representation of, you know, New York City. Yes. I just think that she, um, 
I don't know. I don't know. I want to give everyone another opportunity because I think it's only fair. You got to give everyone a second season. You can't oh, you just did. go by the first season. And I think that the women are so new in their relationships. They don't know how to far to push like with the shade. And I think you kind of see Erin. Mm-hmm. It feels like she's like behind the scenes trying to make producers happy. Yeah. Or trying to make Uba freak out at her maybe behind the scenes. I mean, it it, it did seem like a concocted fight, in my opinion. I thought it was staged. That's just my take. She got so upset. She, like, got so upset about it. And I was like, she was just embarrassed. She wasn't threatened. She was just embarrassed because Uma called her out. Like, you did take the most most important thing that you have on vacation with you, which is your cell phone. You know, like. And then everyone else, like the other housewives, trying to minimize it, being like, oh, it would be fine, like, if I didn't have my phone for 30 minutes. And I'm like, no, fuck you, bitches. You already know damn well you would be freaking out within the first 30 seconds of losing your cell phone. Do not act yes, like this is the same right. thing. Yeah. Mm. It's true. But one for Aaron to say, it was the worst fight she's ever experienced in her life. I'm like, someone pulling sunglasses off your face is the worst experience in your life? I'm like, I should be so lucky if that's the worst (laughs) fight I've ever had. I mean, not even physically, but like verbally. I didn't think Uba... Again, I'm just... I do like Uba. I think Uba is honest. She's quirky. I like the quirkiness. Erin, again, I agree with you, Lindsay. Erin gives us the New Yorker. She gives us, like, I'm glad that she shows her Israeli culture, especially in our current moment. Like, you know, we're turning to um, the real housewives with a heavy heart around the world. Like, they are giving us laughter and, I don't, you know, want to acknowledge. Yeah. You know, the Israeli culture, it's so important to highlight it on a public platform. So, you know, again, I agree with you. None of the women on Roni, they all should come back for a second season. None of them though, give me the ick. Like there isn't anyone who I feel so isolated. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What about Sai? I mean, I just think she's a real shady queen. (laughs) I think, actually, I think her husband stirred it up more on (laughs) like most recent episodes. Are you hearing the rumors about them though? About like him being married? Oh, okay. Oh yeah, yeah. No, say it. I say love it, it though. Everyone. What is oh, it? Like, yeah, yeah. Yes, like I knew I was just like, there has to be some scandal like within this cast. They can't just be this clean. Like there's no way. Nope. And I guess he was married and had kids and he they met in New York, just like Dorito and PK. He was married, they met in New York. Same situation. It happens, you know? Just it own happens. it. Just own up to it. Own it. Exactly. Own it. Yes. Like Lisa Rinna would say, which I'm going to miss Lisa Rinna so much already on Beverly Hills. I'm just saying. I've already have. I've already like been continuously mourning her loss. And <sighs> I know everyone's going to say, where's the drama? And it's going to be like, well, you need a shit stirrer. I mean. It's literally like why they brought Tamara back on OC. Literally. Yes, so that's, you're so good at these transitions, Mary, into the other shows. So anything else about Roni? I mean, I feel like it was I feel like beginning they're still season. too new. 
I feel like they're just getting their footing and they need to have some time. I feel like some groundwork has been set. I feel like we can understand that certain people will stir the pot when necessary. And that's great, you know, but also, you know, like, I feel like there have been rumors around of Jenna leaving and not wanting to come back, Mm. which I could understand if she decided to do that, you know, but is that why Leah McSweeney might be coming back? I don't know. One fashion person for another fashion person. I have to no. say though, I really like if we got anything want from that. this season, it was Jenna's fashion. And I'm fine with that. I like, like Jenna. If we but leave Jenna... if Jenna leaves and all we had was her fashion from this season, I'm fine with yeah. it. Jenna seems so uncomfortable though. She does. Oh, like, for sure. It's like if yeah. I feel like if it's like one of us got thrown into it and we had no idea what we were doing and we're just watching from the wall as a wallflower like huh who are these people is it sad that that's also why i love jenna because i feel like they just threw her into this social experiment and she's kind of just like okay i kind of know what's (laughs) like expected of me but also don't and she's also like this fight is i'm uncomfortable here so i'm just gonna leave this house party and go to my own you know house That's because Andy's playing favoritism. He's playing favoritism to Jenna because she's the biggest name. That's why she could fly separate to their vacation. Her contract's different. Like, he already knows that for someone of Jenna Lyons, I would say, like, you know, experience, that she's not going to easily be, like, pushed around. And, you know, I feel like he knew he had to, like, be like, be my best friend right now. So Mm -hmm. I can keep you on the show. I will say though, I think they thought that she was going to be the force that Bethany Frankel is. And she's no, she's not a Bethany Frankel. I mean, I mean, thank God. (laughs) Yeah. No, I love Bethany. Bethany follows me me on TikTok. Um, Yeah, I love that. Bethany is, I don't, I'm just all behind the reality reckoning, but that's my own, um, you know, you know, everyone has their time. own opinions. Yeah. I think, I think Bethany, she was the Greek chorus and I think they thought Jenna was the Greek chorus, but I think it's like what Mary said, Jenna's more, or you said Lindsay too. She's a, a social experiment. She's not a mm-hmm. Greek. She's not able to synthesize all the drama and deliver mm-hmm. it to the audience. And that's mm-hmm. fine. At the same time, yeah. I love her for her awkwardness, but also yeah, for her like landing strip that she only shows to people because it's <laughs> the only part of her body that, you know, but I love it. Like, I love that for her, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know yeah. anyone else, I would think it was pretentious, but for her, I'm like, it yeah, works. I am curious. What do you think? Because we've had Ebony on Ivory Tower Boiler Room. I really respect Ebony. What do you think would happen if Ebony was thrown in with these women? But wait, there's so much more. You're not only going to find out what Lindsay and Mary think about what would happen if Ebony entered into the Real Housewives of New York right now. We also have another 40-minute discussion. 40 minutes. We talk about our honest thoughts on Salt Lake City. Orange County, what did we think of this season? What did you all think of this season? If any of this is registering with all of you out there, 
if our hot takes match your hot takes or you want to critique our hot takes, make sure that you comment on Ivory Tower Boiler Room, on our Instagram, on our TikToks. I'm going to make sure that I share out a few clips from this episode. DM us. Um, mention us in your stories. I would love that. I'll make sure to share it out. So, Lindsay, just an incredible guest to have. I know that Mary had a blast. I had a blast. So part two with Lindsay will come out soon. And if you want to listen to part two now, it is up on our Patreon. I actually have the whole video episode on Patreon. So we ended around 48 minutes. Just go to the 48 minute mark on our Patreon video and you can listen to the rest of the episode right now for only $5 a month to join the Patreon. P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com backslash ivory tower boiler room. I can't wait for you all to hear the rest of this episode. Oh, I always love analyzing the Real Housewives. And don't worry, Lindsay will be back on, and I have a special guest joining us with Lindsay, who knows a lot about the Bravo universe as well, and we are going to keep an eye on what happens at BravoCon. Okay, bye everyone. Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I want to thank you so much for listening to the ITBR and TCIA episodes. Make sure, if you don't, Follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure you follow ITBR on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and TCIA on TikTok and Instagram at True Crime and Academia. Also, we have a brand new Patreon membership system. So I just want to explain it to you all quickly. So if you want to become an ITBR student, it is $5 a month. You get ad-free ITBR and TCIA episodes and video interviews. If you want to become an ITBR professor for $10 a month, you get all of those ad-free benefits, but you also get access to both the ITBR and TCIA book clubs. You can join both book clubs, get ad-free episodes, plus you're going to get all of our extra video episodes. So I am re-watching Queer as Folk. Christian Garcia from That Old Gay Classic Cinema is joining us, and he's re-watching Smash. Um, Mary is going to start to re-watch shows as well. You even get access to what I'm calling the ITBR teaches. So if I'm recapping a movie or a TV show, including Barbie, um, Halloween movies and horror films, you get access to that as well. And then I also am offering consultation services. So for $30, you get your first initial consultation with me. It's a one hour private Zoom. I will help create a, your podcast, your media brand. How do you navigate academia as an undergrad or a grad student? Do you need help with technology? It could be teaching tools, Spotify for podcasters, video editor so software. Do you want to expand your social media presence as an artist, writer, podcaster, or academic? Do you want help on how to create a public humanities identity like I've created for myself? So I now I'm offering that consultation service. You can find more info about it on Patreon. And you also can join our book clubs. If you want to just join the ITBR book club or the TCIA book club, you can do that for $4 a month. Patreon.com backslash Ivory Tower Boiler Room. That is P A T R E O N.com slash 
Ivory Tower Boiler Room. Thanks to the team, Mary DePippi, our chief contributor. And thank you to our two new interns from Stony Brook University, Jonathan and Sarah. Bye, everyone. Until next time.